This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Hey guys, do you, do you really want to hurt me? Do you really <laughs> want to make me cry? Sometimes. Well, then let's have a new wave 80s bracket. <gasps> what? <laughs> You're so gentle about that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, do you really want to hurt me, Kit? I want to. I want to be kind of like a little. Do you uh, really want to make me cry? A little scared, you know. Then maybe you guys will be more likely to a say, little, "Yes, little we do." Well, yeah, yeah, that's meek. creepy that's though. It, Welcome to Big Silver, and I'm Joel. I'm Kent and Jacob, and we'd like to thank you. The meek one. What did we talk about uh, last week? For, oh yeah, we'd like to thank you for listening to fries. 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 Yeah, we talked about fries. Moving All right. on. All right. Okay. Moving on, because we got a lot of show to get through. So we're doing another one of our brackets for March, because that's what we do to kind yes. of sport, like the sport people do. And we like to make people angry. And we do. And we like to also torture ourselves. Yeah. Why do we do this to ourselves? I've been so stressed out lately. Me too. Like, we, Ken and I, we, we created a bracket, and Jacob, you came, you, you said that you weren't as experienced on this one. I'm not. I'm not. As, I, as we but, said already, this is New Wave 80s, and this yes. is and, and I'd like to uh, my put, chief territory. What are we talking about today, Jacob? 80s New Wave. Okay, yeah. there, we go. there we go. I'd like to put <laughs> some of the uh, pre-blame on Jimmy Chunga, who helped us uh, create and create this bracket. And so if uh, we choose wrong, it's, up, it's his fault. I like how it's Jimmy Chunga. Yeah, not just right? Chunga. Not just Chunga. I don't know. That, that kind of brings like, it down a little bit. I feel like it's his mom like Chunga's, calling him out. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. Yeah. Right? He's Jimmy Chunga. Jimmy Chunga. Oh, that Jimmy that, that Chunga. Jimmy Chunga again. Well, and I know no matter what I say, Chunga's going to be like, oh, Joel. <laughs> Joel ruined it. I didn't even listen to the show, but Joel ruined it. By the way, every time he does be like, that, easy, I say, Jimmy. I actually say, it's Jake's fault. <laughs> <laughs> But we have a Probably bracket, true. which you can find at BaconCell.com, that you can print off and play along at home. Yes. And we decided since 90s, kind of the the, the uh, flavor of 90s was alternative music. Right. It wasn't maybe the most successful music. No. You know, there was R&B and, you know, uh, I mean, pop, I guess. But it was like the music that defined the decade. So with the 80s. New wave. new wave. New Wave really yep. is, when you think of 80s music, you're probably thinking of New Wave. Yes. And we're, of course, not going to include every well, single band ever. rock, because that's pretty, yeah. yeah well, we'll yeah, rock. We'll, we'll get there, too. We're yeah, we'll about get that. there, too. We're going to talk about U2 and ACDC and all those Van Halen. Ones. Like, that's what people think of, too. But, but uh, when, we talk, when we think about 80s New Wave, there's so many bands out there that kind of fall into that category. So we're not going to be able to include all of them. We included 64 of them on the bracket. Whew, just plenty, to be honest. Yes. Oh, it was plenty. <laughs> and we had, we, we, we had these moments of feast or famine where it was like we'd have way too many and then we'd have not enough and yeah. we'd have to build up again and we'd go back and forth like, well, we've expanded our horizons this way or chop it down this way. So everyone know, I know you're going to be upset, but the scrutiny we put into this show is just so taxing. So we're, we're, we're trying our best and we'll try our best. And we're going to make people mad, and that's okay. Yep. Let's get started. Let's <laughs> and, start making people mad. And here's the thing. We'll get started real quick. There's only going to be one winner, so some of your sweethearts are going to be gone this round, and we are so sorry, but... We're not sorry. Deal with it. But we're not completing the bracket this time either. No. Like the usual. way it works is we're going we're gonna to bring up two bands, and we're each going to put a vote in. And it's best out of three. So if two or three people vote for it, it advances to the next round. But we're only doing the first round, meaning we're going to go down from 64 to 32 picks. And then we're going to continue the rest of it in another show. I'm predicting at least 25 high fives on this show. So here's the other thing, too, about the show. And Joel, I haven't mentioned this to you yet. I was waiting until we were actually recording. Oh, great. But uh, some of these I only know by sound. I don't I am not a great expert on on Mm -hmm. 80s new wave. Right. So I might need your help, which 
Which my, means I'm going to need you to sing. Oh, I, uh, there'll, be, there'll be a lot of singing. <laughs> okay. There's been a lot of singing okay. in preparation. All right. You better not just promise that and then not sing. Promises, promises. There we go. <laughs> then I owe, to jump into the subject of New Wave, just to give you a little brief overview, I owe most of my New Wave knowledge to my sister. Uh, thank you, Jen. And it's because she introduced me to almost all these bands. Great work, Jen. And I grew a love for it. <clears throat> now, Kent and Jacob, you two are children. And babies and don't we're, we're really alive in the 80s and so you don't understand That's funny because this is kind of like music <laughs> for children too. I'm, I'm like six months younger than you are yeah jacob's like two years <laughs> baby baby <laughs> see and, and i'll say it i think you you have the most uh knowledge of this stuff passion maybe passion well, we'll, we'll, we'll get With to a it P, Kent. I, brought, I brought something up to He's my sister and this. she was like yeah, everyone knows that. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say, like, I also grew up with this. I mean, oh, every the younger brother, huh? Every road trip, like, my brother's six years older than I am. And every road trip, I mean, it was just new wave constantly. Pet Shop Boys, Erasure. And we're going to get there. Yeah. My, my two biggest genres that I love are 90s alternative and 80s new wave. Like, those are my ultimates. And I put them almost on the same plane with one another as well because I just I love them both so much. Right. But new wave, if different. you don't know, it's a genre. It, it's Ooh, kind yeah, of we need to define this. It's the it's the bridge between classic rock and '80s pop. Like there, it's kind of this bridge between the two, and that's why there's gonna, you're going to find these hybrid bands in there where some of them yeah. are more rock, some of them are more pop. But new wave was it actually became a term because people didn't like the term punk. They didn't think it was marketable enough. So they started calling the punk scene new wave. And, and honestly, this is alternative back in the 80s. Yeah. Because this was the alternative sound. Alternative to yeah. rock and roll. Indeed. Alternative to, yeah. well, I guess they didn't have adult contemporary in the beginning there. But it mostly includes kind of the synthesizers and electronic productions. The, Bad fashion. Yeah. Crazy fashion that, uh, yeah, you think yeah, of we'll like, get there. Flock of Seagulls. Flock of Seagulls, Boy George. Like mm-hmm. those types of characters came out of this. They call this the second British invasion. You know, obviously the first happening in the 60s. This is when MTV came around. And so MTV coined this as the second not British we, invasion. Not when we were colonies. Well, so. in yeah. fact. <laughs> right. Yeah. That actually, well, that makes sense. Yeah, wait a minute. But no, MTV actually holds a large hand in responsibility yes. of New Wave becoming the mon- the giant that it became. Now, kids, MTV used to mean music <laughs> television. They used to play music videos on MTV. Yeah. But this, uh, the the music video gave this kind of a vehicle for people to see what these people what these bands looked like and they looked different they looked exotic they vibrant looked futuristic in yes. some cases and that really did kind of cement in this this genre although a lot of people say that new wave really doesn't exist it's just it's rock or it's pop but new wave you'll know it when you hear it yes um and also i just wanted to bring up one thing that apparently the record the music industry was having a huge slump just before new wave came out and new wave albums kind of saved the music industry there in the 80s. Oh, really? Yeah, because they're much cheaper to produce because you basically you needed was a guy and a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. of these bands have like two people and that's it. Yeah. But yeah, so there's the kind of the background of new wave. Um, I love it. And I'm really excited to talk about it. Yeah, I've so been loving the research so far. So let's dive in. Hear that, fellas? That's paper. That's actual paper. All right. You the future. trees. So the first band is Depeche Mode. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, everybody. Versus. Send your hate mail to Jacob A. Rogers uh, at Versus the Romantics. Now, now, Joel, you're kind of a romantic, right? That's what oh, it yeah. means? Hopeless romantic, yes. Yeah. Now, the Romantics, they sing songs like, uh, What I like about you. What I like. You hold me tight. 
Like that kind of that song, and then I I hear the secrets that you keep when you're talking in your sleep. (laughs) Both fun songs. They they had four studio albums in the '80s. Uh, They sold like nine hundred thousand copies on just one album. What's your favorite Depeche Mode song? We're not to that yet. Okay. You gotta give some we'll love to there. the romantics before they right. lose. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the truth is, when you think of new wave eighties, you're gonna think of Depeche Mode. Right. But we'll give the romantics a little bit of do. Can you have anything else? So in the first band uh, mentioned. Fun fact about the romantics: I mean, it's not really fun for them, but they discovered their managers had been misappropriating the profits earned by the band. So songs like "What I Like About You" were used for licensing, and the band didn't know anything about it, and they basically signed their their contracts away. And so they couldn't even produce music. Like, these contracts were so airtight, they couldn't produce music till the mid-90s. Wow. And basically, by that point, this band was dead. It seems like a lot of these bands really were just a bunch of kids who mm-hmm. got together in the 70s and had no idea how to do business. And all of a sudden, their managers kind of screwed them over. Almost all these yes. had, that kind of happened to them. But it's going to Depeche Mode. This vote is going to Depeche Mode because when you think of Depeche Mode, you think of uh, Just Can't Get Enough. Just Can't Get Enough. I just can't get enough great lyrics, Jacob. Listen, they just can't get enough. Oh, this is clever stuff. Just can't get enough. Yeah. <laughs> and my, you asked my favorite song. Uh-huh. My actually favorite Depeche Mode song. I have, I have many, many, but probably my ultimate favorite is "Enjoy the Silence." But that actually came out in January of 1990, ah. so I couldn't include it. Even though my, it was probably on an album that was probably in '89. Well, Violator came out in '90, but they oh, released, uh, oh, they released one of the songs on Violator in '89, and that's why I could include that one, but not "Enjoy the okay. Silence." But they have like "People Are People," "Policy of Truth," "Personal Jesus," "Strange Love." All in the all in the eighties, and they did transcend a couple de- decades there. But and over, overall, Depeche Mode. And I want to let you know, listener, that I am going to try to be as objective as possible this first round. Go with hard facts. Go with the winner, and with over a hundred million records sold worldwide from Depeche Mode, which is one of the highest numbers on this entire bracket. Depeche Mode wins easy. All right, I'm going to vote Romantics. So <laughs> okay, here we go. This should be good. The next round is Cutting Crew versus uh, Wang Chung. Uh, I just died in your arms tonight. Thanks, Kent. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the number four hit. Kent, they also had one for the Mockingbird. You're trying to get romantic, but the truth is, I've been in love before. <laughs> I've been in love before. It's funny you bring that up because that was their second single in the UK. It didn't do very well. So they released one for the Mockingbird in the US, and that also didn't do well. And then they're like, oh, let's try uh, the, the, the one they tried in the UK, which was I've been in love before in the US. Sorry, that, I know it's confusing. UK, US, UK, US. But it did really well here. I forgot who we're, are we are. We in the UK or are we in the US? We are. It's what, the third British invasion. No, there's a weird So anyways, words. I've been in love before really picked up here. And so they re-released it in the UK. And it was a big hit then, like a couple months after the fact that it failed. But it was just kind of weird how it kind of jumps back and forth. And this happens a lot where singles are popular here and not in England and there's, vice versa. Yeah. There's some bands that had like 40 top 10 hits in the UK and then three here in the US. Yeah. So Cutting Crew, they were together 85 to 93, uh, 2005 to 2008 and 2013 till the present day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an old girlfriend. So many, yeah. No, oh. that was the weirdest thing about these bands is looking at them because, you know, I always am intrigued when it says to present with like older bands. It's like, oh, you're really still around touring. The Cutting Crew is really doing it. Well, but almost all of them have this gap where it's like, hey, they were a band from 82 to 86 and then 2005 to present. Almost all of them have that. They probably started touring again. Like It's nostalgia. Yeah. It's got to be. And then Wang Chung, of course, you know, because everybody Wang Chung tonight. Um, I call them Yellow Bell because in Chinese, 
Wing Chun means yellow bell. Yeah. And if, well, it's not spelled the same, though. It's like yeah. Wing Chun. But when they tried to. What do they sing, Joel? Wing Chun? Yeah. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody Wing Chun tonight. <laughs> and also. Uh, dance Hall Days. Dance Hall Days. I'm a fan of, although my favorite Wing Chun song is, uh, is neither of those. My favorite is Let's Go. Yeah, it's a good song. I love that. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. Come on. In fact, that one I play on the on the Alexa when it's time for the family to round up and get in the van. Yeah. I'll turn the volume up to eight and start blasting out. The kids oh, know, to eight, Joel, take it easy. <laughs> we don't go to 10 in this household. We have neighbors. <laughs> I mean, more than 10 kids, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, and so that's I love that song. I love that band. Uh, as, as campy as they can be, I think Wang Chung has got to take it. Easily. All right, next match is Madness versus Billy Idol. Now, Madness, they sing, Our house in the middle of our street, our house. Yeah, that's it. I also have It Must Be Love. Yeah. And that's that it. Go? I don't remember how that one goes. Some of these, some of these was well, hard for me to remember. Some of them sound just like, you know, like sitcom songs, right? It's like... Hey, don't. Joel knows every sitcom song. No, no question about that. Right? Yeah. Uh, by the seems, way, it seems like there's a lot of crossover with some of these. Funny though. story, actually. Yeah. The band uh, of Madness was actually approached by Ben Elton and Richard Curtis, who created Love Actually in about yep. time, to do a television series. And it never went through. They ended up falling apart. The band fell apart before they could make a television so series. So like, like a reality television? No, or? like they were going to do. I think, I think it was a television series kind of based on our house. Huh. It was kind of this crazy family living together. So but they they sold four million albums yeah. worldwide, and here's the thing: they spent madness, four million, which is more than a lot of these bands. Okay, no, honestly, it's more than modern but, bands. So just, think to, give, about just it. to give you the range, like it's between like a couple million and a hundred million. Like Depeche Mode's right. the top end of this. This yeah. is kind of I don't know, lower third. Yeah, exactly. So madness, they actually spent 214 weeks on the UK singles charts. 214 tied with UB40. Well, that's quite if a few. Yeah, and if you've ever played Just Dance three, you may have played uh, Night Boat to Cairo by Madness. Oh, yep, that's a fun. That's a fun dance one. I recommend that one. <laughs> so look, madness, really fun band, but they're going up against Billy Idol, who sings "Dancing with Myself." Uh oh, uh oh. Bill, he's got better ones than that. That's what, like what? Actually, Jacob, money, money is white his, wedding. Yeah, white wedding. Hey, <laughs> money, money sister, is his number what one hit. Have you done money, money is actually his only Are number you one hit. Money, money. Oh, mo, money, mo, How do you pronounce it? Money, money. Is it money, money? <laughs> it's not money, money. It sounds like money, money. <laughs> yeah, it's money, money. Like you just sounding it, saying it weird. <laughs> I remember yeah. this weird. Yeah, it's money, money, money. Sing it, sing it. What one? Here she comes now, saying money, money. It's it's money. He just. I really think he's saying money. <laughs> it's actually money and cradle of love. I know, number Jacob. Two. I know you couldn't read when this song came out. It doesn't matter how this spelled. It says money, money. And <laughs> for song. some reason, I wrote a fun fact that he uh, family friendly, but he, he he first smoked, if you know what I mean, at the age of twelve, <laughs> and he said he took acid at the age of thirteen. And honestly, this led him to kind of have a really terrible overdose near the end of his singing career in the nineties. Yeah, and then he dedicated his life to fatherhood and has only recently come back into music. Yeah. Well, and, and it's funny because, by the way, his name is William Michael Albert Broad is his name. Yes. He's an Englishman. Oh, he should have went with that. Yeah. But he called himself Billy Idol because of a teacher's description of him as Idol. Idol. I-D-L-E. Yeah. Nice. But I think uh, we're both agreeing that yeah, Billy, Billy Idol's going to move on in this one. Sorry, Madness. Well, you guys are agree too much. We haven't even high-fived. Can we do uh, high-fives? A couple high-fives in a row? Three. Yeah, but here we go. 
I'm just going to keep my hand there. That was, that was the most awkward high Slap five hands. I've seen. Slap hands. We don't run any finger boop anymore. We're slapping hands. Well, that's true. Well, that's an improvement, I guess. All right. Next match is going to be uh, Berlin versus the B82s. Uh, B52s, Jacob? Nope. B82s. <laughs> so, oh, Jacob, here we you were go. so young then. You couldn't count. It's okay. So I don't want to say this. Are because they kind of one-hit wonder, B52s? No, they actually had a couple big hits. Did they? Yeah. Everyone probably knows Berlin based off of Take My Breath Away, the number one hit single burm, from burm, Top Gun. <laughs> boom. Burm, burm, you know, they didn't even write that song. They didn't. They didn't write that song, and that caused a huge contention in the bag, band because that was their, their final big hit. Yeah. And they had contention because some people wanted to own it. Was, yeah, that's our song. And then people were like, we didn't write it. We didn't We didn't produce it. Like, we just kind of were given this song by the yeah. filmmakers. And, and the song is not New Wave at all. But if you actually go back and listen to their, their other stuff, you'll actually know the song. Riding on the Metro. Yeah, the Metro. Yeah. Totally. I mean, it's no to- so New Wave. Words. Yeah. So those are their other two hits. Um, they actually didn't have any connections to the capital in Germany. No. They're from Orange County, California. Yeah. They just really liked the name because it was European and exotic. Yeah, they did like it. And um, yeah, with 1.5 million albums sold for Berlin. And then you get... Cool band, though. Like, really cool. cool. Band. But then you get the B-52s. And they have Love oh, Shack. The B-82s. Of course. Like yeah, the, like the updated version <laughs> <Yeah>. is 82. <laughs> Um, which, by behind. the way, they're not named after the plane. They're named after the beehive hairdo that mimics the nose cone of the plane. Yes. Um, and also, so this was uh, the you singer. You shouldn't both be going for cold hard facts. We made a mistake here. No. <laughs> this is the way it's going to be, Jacob. <laughs> B-52 sold 7 million. You better love that. <laughs> That's my falsetto. Uh, yeah. So, and actually, the singer Strickland, I don't know his first name, but. Fred? Fred Strickland, maybe? No, Fred Schneider. Schneider. Okay, then one of the band members. He heard in oh, a Keith Strickland. Keith Strickland. Right. In a dream, he heard someone whisper in his ear the name of the band. B-52s. That's that's how they got their name. Yeah, isn't that weird? Oh, yeah, I was going to give more fun facts about names, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, so they have Rock Lobster. <clears throat> which came out in 1978. That is the worst song. Oh, fact check. Okay, Private Idaho, Legal Tender. Uh, that's fine. Okay, those pass. No, but like my, my Rock favorite. Rock Lobster, is this what you're really saying is the other charting song? Yeah. No, 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 no. Rome is. Like Rome, Love Shack uh, number three, Rock Lobster number fifty six, Private Idaho seventy four. You guys have listened to Rock Lobster, right? Because that yeah. song goes on forever. I love that a long one. time. Rock oh Lobster. God. Oh gosh, it's a the only part I don't get is when she gets into the dolphin noises. <laughs> yes. At the end, when she's like, <laughs> I'm like, turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> Hold on, do that again. <laughs> no, my my throat hurts now. <laughs> but look, I think we we know that where this is going. Look, there is a band that stands out, and even Rome, though they didn't have the number one if hit, you want to? It's B fifty twos. It is B fifty two. So I will say they didn't have a number one hit with Love Shack. Nope, number three. Yeah, and Berlin had a number one hit. So embarrassing for them. Yeah, but it wasn't theirs. But Jake, I'm gonna agree with you. I think their their music is pretty grating. I just think there is. I mean, Love Shack, of course, is yeah, it's annoying though. But it's still annoying. But it's still like leaps bet more than the other ones I've been listening to by them. Yeah. Jacob, do you want to vote on these last couple? Or <laughs> it doesn't matter. You guys just keep agreeing because you have the same tactic. Well, we're going with cold hard facts here. I know Jacob. you should have done that. One of you should have went with your heart. It'll get more subjective as the show goes on. Trust so me. So subjective. All right, we'll see. All right, next matchup is fight to the letters. It's uh, ABC versus XTC. Now, ABC, they sing, that's the look, that's the look, the look of love, which is one of my favorite songs overall. Dun, dun, dun. And then XTC, uh, my favorite by them is actually Mayor of Simpleton. Yeah. Well, I may be the mayor of Simpleton. Only hit number 72, actually. I know. XTC never really got commercial fame here in the U.S. 
Well, and, it, and I'll say this. They started really early. Like, we went for ones that really peaked in the early 80s. These guys started 72, went to 2006. Did we discuss our criteria that they had to peak in the 80s, be yeah. almost exclusively 80s, have more than one hit? We did not. Because we are we saving one-hit wonders for another show. But uh, XTC, also they had a lot of issues. Uh, like Andrew, Andy Partridge, who's the lead singer, he had an... Um, this is actually kind of a sad story. But he had a nervous breakdown during the American tour in the early 80s. And so they quit the tour... Which cost them, they got penalized like 20,000 pounds, which is like, you know, more than $100 in American money. Right. And it weighs a lot. And they, since he had the nervous breakdown, they couldn't record any new material to make money. And then on top of that, their manager comes to him and they went to their manager and be like, can you help us with this debt? And he's like, no, you owe me money because he'd been screwing them over. Mm-hmm. So they like they had this really dark time there. And it's really kind of sad because they didn't really get a lot of success. And then only after they kind of gave up a little bit. It probably would have helped if they made better songs too, don't you think? Well, well, look, I mean, you know, they had a close, they had success in the UK enough. Well, is that some island somewhere? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) I know. It really, like there was one, there was one of their albums, Lemons and Oranges, that I really liked. I I enjoyed uh, Garden of Earthly Delights. was one of my favorite songs. It's really kind of the surreal music, but I can understand why people wouldn't like it. It's very experimental. Yeah. But also I think that I, they're just not of a good of a band as ABC who sings uh, when Smokey sings, which is right. When I hear when it poison, how's that go? Uh, when Smokey sings, I hear violins. Nothing. No. Did you listen to the playlist Ken created? I did. Okay. So in, in honestly, I had so turned good. some down though. In, in ABC's album, the lexicon of love was pretty instrumental back in 1982. And I don't mean instrumental in that way. I just, mean <laughs> it was a, it was a number one hit. That sounds yeah. like your band's name. Oh, you like muse. Don't you Jacob? Yeah. So starlight by muse. Mm-hmm actually uses some of the chord progression from uh, one of uh, ABC songs, Be Near Me, that... Oh, yeah? If you're really? They're borrowing that? That's totally from Be Near oh, wow. Me, from, from ABC. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Those jerks. ABC wins? ABC wins. Man. Joel, we're agreeing on we gotta everyone. Stop this. I told you. All right, next matchup is uh, the fight to the Brits. Modern English versus... The English beat. So I always do this, and I may do this throughout the show, but I don't know lyrics of any of these songs. Kent, you need to sing English beat. Um, <laughs> and then, Joel, you've got modern English. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take the beat if you want. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. so Kent, do, do modern English. So this is where I'm going to sing the wrong lyrics. Uh, I stop the world, I melt with you. Wow, that was that was so close. What is it? I'll stop the world and melt with you. And, okay, all yeah. and. Okay. I will stop the world and melt with you. It's about I the, smelt the world, I melt with you. <laughs> it's about a couple uh, making out during an atomic bomb. Really? That's what they said. Wow, I kind of yeah. love that. Uh, and then the beat, the re- so they have the one song that's like, mirror in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Mirror in the bathroom. But burn, then they have, burn, burn. Uh, I can't do the save it for later. Save it for later. Dun, 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 dun. Really, the, really catchy stuff. But the reason I know them, and by the way, they're known as the Beat in England. Mm-hmm. But when they came over here to America, they got they called them the English Beat because they had to distinguish them from another American band called the Beat. And in Australia, they're known as the British Beat. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, to me, the reason I like the English Beat or the Beat, whatever you want to call them, is because they are the music behind the final chase in Ferris Bueller's Day Off when he's trying to get home, and it's that oh, yeah. dun 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. That that little instrumental thing there—that's the English beat. It's an instrumental version of one of their songs, which I really do like. And this is actually one can I may not agree with you on. Yeah, we may not agree. What are you gonna pick? The English beat. 
You're picking the English. I'm beat? picking the English. Well, that's beat. what he's saying. He's gonna pick. <laughs> I know. I just want to. Uh, no, I no. I was first. saying. I was saying. I have a place in my heart for them because of that. But I'm voting modern English because I feel like "I'll Melt with You" is one of the best songs of the '80s. That's a great song. E- even though it's been used in like song, Burger King commercials. But the beat actually was more successful. <laughs> the beat was Burger more successful. Well, that's just it. They're about on par, it seems, in regard to sales. What are you looking at? Yeah, I'm looking at album sales. Uh, and then also Modern English. They had two hits. I met with you in Hands Across the Sea, 76 and 91. They didn't really peak all that high. Look, it's got to be more than sales, too, right? There has to be legacy involved here. There's legacy involved. Right. And I feel like being in a Burger King commercial is a darn good legacy. Well, for <laughs> I'll melt with for you. For 30 years later, 40 <laughs> or however long it is. Yeah, I'm going with the beat. Jake, you're going with the beat? Uh, I'm Which going English? Modern, modern English for sure. Yay! Okay, our first disagreement. We disagree. <laughs> Ruined my whole bracket. <laughs> they were going to the end. The beat was going to the end. <laughs> the British beat. The British, the beat. Yeah, the British English, English beat. beat. Yeah. yeah. We got the beat. All right. Next match is going to be Blondie versus Bananarama. Can you oh, do that please. the rest of the please, show? Yes. Do a please. British announcer the whole rest of the show. Sure. All right. Yeah. I love oh it. Oh my gosh. If we're talking hits here, these bands are loaded. They are loaded, but the problem is. One of them feels a little more 70s to me. Oh, well, that, that was my first thought when I saw Blondie on this list. Like, in fact, Heart of Glass, one of their biggest hits, 1979. Kent. Oh, OK. But we have many of those, Joel, that I think you're going to try to vote ahead. So I don't want you to use your logic against yourself. Oh, because oh, 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 oh. I need I need singing. I need singing. OK, uh, so I'm your Venus. I'm um, That's Bananarama. <laughs> I'm, your, I'm the fire. It's your desire. Have you not played it in Just Dance? Goddess on the mountain top. <laughs> Burning like a silver flame. Can I see your Just Dance moves as you're going? As he goes. <laughs> and wow. the times I wish this was a YouTube channel. Also, Cruel Summer. It's a cruel, cruel, cruel summer. Please don't judge us by our singing. We're just goofing also, around Also, <laughs> <laughs> too late. And then if we go on Blondie, I mean, Rapture, the tide is high. The call me. The tide is high. Island of Lost Souls. Is, call me. That's in the 80s. Call yep. me. Yeah. Call me. All the so they actually that one's got a good legacy. That's they, oh, yeah. they had uh, they did well in the seventies, but it was really in nineteen eighty when they really hit. Like literally the beginning of nineteen eighty, they hit, and then soon after, soon into the eighties. What about in ninety uh, seven when up. they came out with Maria? Right, you've got to see her. So oh, yeah, Blondie yeah. went from seventy four to eighty two, and then ninety seven to present day. To present, so they, huh? fifteen years. It's a long time. Up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Blondie inducted into Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in two thousand six. They have sold forty million records. They have sold 40 million records. And I, I love, like, Venus is one of my favorite 80s songs. And yeah. it really does make me feel like the 80s. I also like how Bananarama, um, I heard a rumor. Almost all their songs, they all sing the melody together. There's no harmonizing whatsoever. That's kind of their staple. It sounds yeah. like layering voices, but it's all them. And they had so many hits, so many hits in the UK. They sold 40 million records worldwide, which is one of the larger numbers on there. Or tied with Blondie. And tied with Blondie. I would say they're more pop. I know Blondie is a little bit more 70s, but I think she truly belongs. She needs to beat Bananarama because if, and I say she meaning Debbie Harry, if Debbie Harry and Blondie do not beat Bananarama, this (laughs) is an absolute travesty. Debbie Harry is her name? Yeah, it's Debbie Harry. She's an icon. Bananarama had four albums in the 80s. Okay. Blondie had two. Yeah. How do you end up with the last name Harry? Your parents have it. <laughs> I think that's literally what happens. <laughs> I know. How did that happen to Jake, begin you're with? You're gonna have to do this because I'm. I'm just putting this out there. If you vote for Bananarama, as fun as they are, over Blondie, 
Get ready. Okay. Let me ask you a question, Jacob. All right, I'm ready. So you're voting Blondie, obviously. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to vote Bananarama. Because to me, when you turn on an 80s station and hear Bananarama, that's I mean, that's where you're going to find it. It was on an 80s station. Mm-hmm. Turn on classic rock station or 70s station, you're going to find Blondie. I would say the same thing for pop music. That's where Bananarama would go. Well, because they are, they are less synth than most other new wave bands. All right. I'm ending what? this. I'm ending this now. And okay. Before you do. Arguments. The tide is high. Call me. Rapture. All number one hits. The only number one hit for Bananarama was Venus. She's got it. Yeah. Oh, only number one. Oh, the only That's number their one only hit. number one hit. But they had Cruel Summer. They had I Heard a Rumor. Yeah, also not number one hits. Robert De Niro's <laughs> Waiting. <laughs> for real? Robert De Niro's Waiting. That's that song top, alone. That's one of their top should make UK them lose. hits. <laughs> That might make them win, just that song alone. Jake? They have, uh, Bananarama has the Guinness Book of World Record here. as the all-female group with the most chart entries in the world. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot Kent's a sexist. You guys are really... <laughs> <laughs> Why are you going to do that? You did it to yourself. Uh, just for Call Me Alone, we're going to give it to Blondie. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Good so job, sad. Jake. You guys were really risking it there, though. I'm sorry, Bananarama. Who knows what I'll do? I am so glad that we're actually disagreeing on this show, though. All right, gentlemen. For the- oh, that yes. was Australian. Crikey. That's <laughs> fine. Destroy Goliath. We have no problems. We have Aussies on here, too. Aussies. Fair Aus- Aussie? Aussie. 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 Oi, oi, oi. Oh, man. Stop doing that. All I have is Australian in my head now. I gotta do it. Out. All right. For the next match, we're going to have The Alarm versus The Smiths. That was pretty good, actually. The Smiths, <laughs> because I cannot. I'm looking. I'm looking once again at the alarm songs. What, what do they sing? I don't remember any of them. So what? They sing they "Sold here? Me Down the River," "Strength," "Rain in the Summertime." They're on here because of Chunga. Okay, I didn't. I didn't know the alarm either. But that does not say anything. Hashtag blame Chunga. I'm. Uh, whoa. Okay, you're gonna get called out. Just so you know. Oh, like I wasn't getting called out anyway. <laughs> it's so true. I will say this. The Alarm is the kind of band I would have really liked because I wanted to hear stuff that you didn't generally hear on the radio. Initially formed as the punk band The Toilets in 1977. How charming. Mm-hmm. And But look, I actually really like their sound. I think they're really, really good. They sold 5 million albums. Yeah. And good. yeah, and they had 16 top 50 UK singles. They're one of our few Welsh bands here on the on the. Bracket. Oh, yeah. Good call. They were actually discussed in the book Wales since 1939. <laughs> That's cultural influence right there. But look. You've got Morrissey and the Smiths. I mean, as much as I think I hate this band, and I think I hate them. I you hate, hate the Smiths? Yeah. I think I do, too. Why? I just have never really gotten behind the arrogance of I was going to say, is this a pretension thing? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, this guy invented pretense. Oh, yeah. Like, the fact that he doesn't allow anyone to call him by his first name, like he has outlawed it. Like, he told his band when they first formed, no one ever calls me by my first name, Steven. So, Steven... You're, you're, you're advancing oh. this round. Uh, yeah, we're going to get a lawsuit. But they have been called the most influential artist ever by NME. And we should we should talk about the fact about the Smith songs. If you don't know who the Smiths are, um, Girlfriend in a Coma. It's Girlfriend hard to s- in a Coma, yeah. I know. Louder Than Bombs. Oh, and man. They don't so, really have like sing-along tunes, though. But How Soon Is Now. You may not know the, the title of How Soon Is Now, but that yeah. guitar riff, that... That sound when you hear that you're like oh i know and, that song. And its voice is re- really unrecognizable oh, sorry i think it's it the, so recognizable yeah i think it's actually the what's that what's that, what was that witch tv show oh charmed yeah i think it was the, it's the house yeah. how soon that was a cat <laughs> <laughs> how soon is no, now literally that was a cat the Where's, how did the cat get in here to charmed um and then panic is actually probably one of the few ones i really do legitimately like by yeah. the smiths so even though i hate this band they're yeah, kind of a good one yeah yeah 
All right, next, we're going to have to discuss the profound cultural influence of... <laughs> Oingo Bing... No, I can't get the British accent. Bing bong. Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo versus... A flock of seagulls. <laughs> so like a flock of seagulls went from eight, 1980 to 86 and then 88 to present. So 87 was a bad year for a flock of, <laughs> flock of seagulls. Well, in Oingo Boingo, they're one of the few bands on here with an end date of 1995. Their yes. last performance was a farewell concert it's on Halloween of 1995. Because someone sold out. No, it's because Danny Elfman. love a Tim Burton. Danny Elfman has said that he has, he has irrever- irreversible hearing loss and is worried that playing live would exacerbate it. Okay. So he said he's not going to do live performances. Here's anymore. what I found out that, that was interesting from these guys, and there's going to be a lot of our first-round losers, but the specials, Madness and XTC, and remember Madness, did they go on? XTC lost already, mm-hmm. but he was influ- Danny Elfman was influenced by these bands. So they, there was. was influence there, and I think that should be part of this bracket. Well, Can I hear some songs was- now? Uh, from Oingo Boingo? Yeah. It's a dead man's party. Bam, bam, bam. Who could ask for more? Or... Uh, from my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intentions? Weird, Weird science. science. Sounds like something right out of a Tim Burton movie. Oh, it totally does. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing about it, and I, I learned this too about Oingo Boingo, is the fact that it was it originally was called the Mystic Knights of Oingo of the Oingo Boingo, and it was this performance art group. Yes. And Danny Elfman's older brother, Richard Elfman, was running it. And then when he decided to go into filmmaking, he passed the leadership of band to Danny Elfman, and Danny Elfman turned it into this new wave pop sensation no with every name change they've changed the genre so it's the mystic knights of oingo boingo then just oingo boingo and then just boingo yeah they've kind of gone around with that and then danny elfman of course went on to become a great composer that kent and i have talked about every tim burton movie right and then Um, you have flock of seagulls who are known honestly for their haircuts and i ran i ran so far away if you've seen uh, la la land uh there's actually a joke about the terrible piano work that's in i ran yeah because emma stone has ryan gosling play it and he's just insulted yeah. to have to play that song because it's pretty it's not great but then yeah. they had space age love song though which yeah. I, I also really like that one um and that one's mostly the more you the live the more you love as well they won the grammy award in 1983 and they were formed in and honestly ni- a lot of these bands didn't win grammy awards yeah they weren't really recognized yeah flock of seagulls really does seem to be like the epitome of an 80s band because they wanted to create a specific look so they would stand out and mike and they did the leader of the band was a hairdresser Oh, and so he decided to do if you haven't seen it, it's like this weird comb back with wings on the side. Look in the wedding singer is actually a joke about it where they walk by this group of people and they're like, oh, flock of seagulls fans are like, yeah, how'd you know? And it's because his hair is all weird. But um, this is actually a little more. It's it's not difficult because I know who should win. But I really do like well, it's kind of like who's who's more new wave. I think it's a flock of seagulls. You think they're more new wave than Oingo Boingo? I do. Oingo Boingo is so experimental and you don't really know what genre they fit in. But they have to win. They just have to win. This is they almost a blondie to. vote here. Yeah. I mean, I just looking at it, I like Flock of Seagulls. I appreciate Flock of Seagulls. I appreciate the 80s and stuff, Flock of Seagulls. But I've got to give it to Oigan Boyko. Yep. All right. For our next choice, we're going to have to make, we're going to have to decide between the remarkably redundant uh, artists, Talk Talk, and the Thompson Twins. A lot the of T's there. T's. No, Kent. <laughs> if what? you wouldn't have giggled as you said it, it wouldn't have been I so. <laughs> this is a giggle. I can't help it. <laughs> giggle. It just um, can't. So talk, talk. They sing. It's my life. Don't you forget. Isn't that Bon Jovi? 
No, that's no. Just, it's, it's my life. <laughs> yeah. It's now or never. Also, they sing Talk Talk sings a song called Talk Talk, which yeah. is probably my favorite song by them. It's there. a good song. All you do, uh, all you do to me is talk talk. So, talk, talk, so talk, when they talk. announced that, it's like Talk Talk by Talk Talk. That's what uh, the Alexa says. <laughs> so Alexa. they're actually from England, but they actually couldn't hit it big in England for some reason. It was like uh, anywhere in Europe, New Zealand, and the U.S. And then the U.K. finally, like at the end of their career, almost uh, realized who they were. Yeah. They, so they achieve some pretty good success. Well, they say that Talk Talk's influence is uh, on musicians is much more than their visibility among the public. Like people really do like them. Artists who have who've said that they've that uh, Talk Talk was an influence to them include Tears for Fears, Matthew Good, M83, Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah. They've been covered, covered by Weezer and No Doubt. Of course, everyone knows the No Doubt uh, cover of It's My Life. Mm-hmm. That was pretty popular. They're a good band, but then I get the Thompson Twins and man, those songs. Yeah, sing, sing some of those. Hold me now if you want to oh, hold my hand. What? My heart. Stay with me. <laughs> Joe, I, I full on give you the disclaimer that I don't know the words, no, okay? And there's doctor, doctor, can't you see I'm burning, burning. Ooh, more redundancy. Yeah. Also, I like. <laughs> yeah, good call. Lies, 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 yeah. That was not my one of my favorites, but I like They have a lot of hits, in, even in the top yeah. 50. All right, so is this one going to Thompson Twins? hands on me. Or Talk Talk. I've I've got to go with uh, excuse me I've got to go with Thompson Twins. On it's this one. easily Thompson yeah. Twins. Yeah. All right. For our next matchup, we're gonna have the Eurythmics versus Echo and the Bunnymen. Everyone should know that uh, that is the second take of that <laughs> intro right there because as Jake was saying that uh, Joel's Echo actually turned on and started talking to us yes, about Bunnymen. We have the name changed to Echo because my niece Echo. Is Alexa. Tell us about Bunnymen. Oh, I unplugged her. Yeah, it's already done with. So Eurythmics started in 1980 to 1990 and then 1999-2005. Yep. Echo and the Bunnymen started in 1978 to 1993 and then 1996 to present. Echo and the Bunnymen. A lot of numbers. Here's Winner the of the weirdest, most abstract artist title here. You should just keep doing that, honestly. <laughs> the thing about Echo and the Bunnymen, persona. they actually didn't have any charting hits. No, like uh, uh, lips like sugar, sugar kisses. That was uh, AKA kill- the most annoying song ever. Kill- Killing Moon. Do you guys like that song? I didn't. What, lips like sugar. Yeah, it uh, gets stuck in my head so easy. Oh my gosh, it I don't. They I don't just love keep it. saying it. But over. then Killing Moon was one that I didn't know the title of, and then listened to. It, I'm like, oh, that song, because it's more about the music than it is the lyrics. Yeah. But the Eurythmics. Let's let's hear one of those. Sweet dreams are made of cheese. No, you're not Kent. You're Joel. I know. <laughs> Who am I no, to no. disappear? That's not the best version of the song. <laughs> sweet dreams are made of No, no, no. These. It's more like, sweet dreams Ew. are made of these. That's very creepy. Which very, I like. Very creepy. The, the Marilyn Manson version is in my Halloween playlist. Here comes the rain again. Would I lie to you? Bum, bum, a ton of hits for your rhythmics. If you want uh, an, a fun listen, listen to Missionary Man with the idea of a Mormon missionary in mind. It fits quite well. You had that on one of your tapes on the mission, didn't you? No, but I, I sang it a couple times. So um, Eurythmics have 75 million records sold. Which is the high end of records sold on our thing here. Echo and the Bunnymen, not as much. And by the way, Eurythmics comes from a way, it's it's a, like, you know, phonics hooked on phonics? Yeah. Eurythmics is a form of teaching children how to read music. That's oh where it comes goodness. from. It's a, it's a, the Annie Lennox, one of the band members that she did when she was younger. I just learned something today. Hey, it, this is easily going to Eurythmics. It is, yeah. and I want to give some credit to Echo and the Bunnymen because Sugar they Kisses? have songs. Well, they have songs in Pretty in Pink and Gross Point Blank and Donnie Darko, 
And it really, it was an interesting band, but it never sat in a, one of my favorites. A cult favorites. favorite. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people like them. But And honestly, probably more of a lasting legacy than Eurythmics, because I think people think Eurythmics are kind of annoying at this point. What? Yeah. No. Sweet Dreams? Come on. Really? So oh, good. I mean, that song legacy. is great. But Sweet Dreams has legacy, man. I mean, with Marilyn Manson. No. Just, but high five, we agree. You're the yep. next moves on. Here comes the rain again. All right. Our next challenge is going to be Simple Minds <laughs> attempting to take on in excess. I just looked at Joel and I got scared. I'm so I'm just so <laughs> glad that Jacob didn't say Simple Minds versus I in excess. No, I was going to do that joke. <laughs> I was like, I was getting tired. Um, this is our first round XS. matchup, everybody. Simple Minds. I was doing the British accent, so it can't be as dumb, I don't think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very proper. Yeah, but right. no, I was actually looking at Kent and smiling about this one because I know that this one hurts him. It hurts. I mean, with Simple Minds, we have, don't you forget about me. Hey, 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 hey. And I raise my hand up in the air. <laughs> Alive and Kicking, which is a big hit. Sanctify Alive Yourself. Alive and Kicking. And then we have In Excess. Don't you. With yeah. Oh man, so many. So there's need you tonight. Devil inside. New sensation. Give me what you need. Give me what you need. inside. Never tear us apart. The one thing. Never tear us apart. I will say this. In excess, they did start as a new wave band, but they kind of went more rock. They did, especially near the end. They did. But okay, so oh man, this is this is a tough one because they both have. As as much as we're giving you know a lot more love to In Excess, Simple Minds did outsell no. them. Did they? Sixty million records worldwide for Simple Minds. Fifty five million records uh, worldwide for In Excess. So not not too much difference there. No. And In Excess is Australian, Kent. Um, but Simple Minds is Scottish. In fact, they are the most one of the most commercially successful Scottish bands ever. Yeah. So that's cool. Well, and the <laughs> uh, Breakfast Club really only had one big hit. And that was Don't You Forget About Me. They had Alive and Kicking, which charted. Song, right, yeah. Yeah, but even then, I think it's the only good song on the Breakfast Club soundtrack. Come at me, bro. <laughs> and it's really good on the Pitch Perfect soundtrack as well. What did you just say? Yeah, it's in Pitch Perfect. Wash your filthy mouth. Out. I know I should for mentioning Pitch Perfect on the show. But Simple Minds is essentially unknown in the U.S. They were a much bigger hit in the U.K. than they were here. So this is the question, Kent. Are you going to go with maybe the more the rock side or the more pop side? I'd hate this because I do think Don't You Forget About Me was so quintessential for the time. And then in excess, I have a hard time because they they also hit it big outside the 80s. They did. Like really big. Yep. But yeah, it's in excess. I have to go in excess. I'm going to simple minds. <laughs> so let me say this. In excess has won six ARIA awards, including three for best group in 1987. You sure you want to risk this, Joel? Yep. In 89 and 92. Three Grammy nom- nominations. Uh, and they are also in the uh, the Australian Music Hall of Fame, and they are the third highest selling Australian act besides ACDC and Bee Gees here in the U.S. Well, and Simple Minds suffered from the same thing that Berlin had, where "Don't You Forget About Me" wasn't necessarily written by them, so there was a lot of contention, and the band essentially fell apart after yeah. they had that big hit. But I got to go with Simple Minds because "Don't You Forget About Me," um, what Judd Nelson with his fist in the air—that's '80s. That's it that's feels like club. a one-hit wonder versus a legacy band. Uh, this goes in excess all the way. Yeah. Um, well done. Yeah. I can accept that because, man, I like both these bands. Next up, gentlemen, we're going to have some new clever names. Tears for Fears versus the fine young cannibals. So Tears for Fears, of course. Shout, shout, let it on out. And fine young cannibals, you get that. She drives me crazy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
Hey, we had all three of us there. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, other hits, of course, that, that sowing the seeds of love. That's, yeah, more tears for fears. Yes, and then everybody wants to rule the world. <laughs> Thanks for playing your little, little loot right there. <laughs> they've got quite. A, they've got quite. A few Was hits. that a loot? And then, well, Final Cannibals. Unless you think they're a one-hit wonder, they also had Good Thing, <clears throat> a number Where one hit. Have by the way, you gone? Do, 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 good thing. Um, and actually. Uh, Fine Young Cannibals was formed after the beat fell apart. Once the English beat fell apart, two of the the musicians went with uh, Roland Gift and created this new band, which Roland Gift, he's that high-pitched singer guy. Yeah. He's also on Highlander, the TV series, <laughs> as Xavier St. Cloud. Very and, interesting. And I, no, but I, I watched that show religiously. With Adrian Paul? You, you know what guys don't realize? How my worlds collided when I was watching this show that I loved, and all of a sudden I saw a music video with the guy, and I'm like, that's the bad guy from Highlander. Yeah. But I will say this, though. The album Songs from the Big Chair was in every home in the 1980s and should have been. Yes. Tears for Fears. I, there's there's no doubt in my mind. I'm giving this to Tears for Fears. Because 30 million albums. They honestly, they, they outperform them. They are more 80s. They are more new wave. I feel like Tears for Fears should take this. Joel, high five. All right. Next up, gentlemen, we're going to have Alphaville versus Information Society. Forever young, I want to be forever young. <laughs> I don't know why I went falsetto there. <laughs> I know, wow. It was really falsetto. <laughs> Is that how it went? Uh, yeah, no, not really. No, really. Joel, you keep it up. You're going to go big in Japan. Tonight, big in Japan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> big in Japan. Did I get that right? Eastern sea so blue. <laughs> Is that from Teen Wolf? Uh, no. I think I, I know, what, like you're, I think I know what you're thinking of, but I don't think it's the same song. Okay. Well, let's check that out. And then also Information Society. Which information society, you probably know what that dun, 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 pure energy, dun, 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 pure energy. Spoken by Leonard Nimoy. Oh, really? Yeah, they got they got the voice clip of Spock saying it. I want to know what you're thinking. There are some things you can't hide. So glad you sing that part. I love that song. And then also, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. It's another one of my favorites. It's very kind of almost edm Dance music. In fact, it feels like an early '90s hit. To be yeah. honest with you, well, they were they were all over Club MTV back in the day. Yeah, Club MTV. But they're all about remixes and electronic. And the funny thing is, I thought for sure they were just some eclectic French or British band. Yeah. No, they're from Minnesota. Minnesota. Eh? Minnesota. And then you get Alphaville, and man, Forever Young. That's a great song. Like they actually, the band actually was called Forever Young initially, and they changed to Alphaville, and then created a song called. Oh, no. I'm going against the logic I've been using all show with my winner on this one. Really? Yeah. What, is, what logic are you talking about here, Ken? Honestly, in terms yeah. of... You uh, basically just been picking at random. No, my logic has been uh, charting hits for this one. I've been going a lot of number ones. Mm-hmm. And Information Society had number three, number three, and a number 76 on the top 100. Alphaville had a number 65 and a number 66. On the top 100 or on the dance charts? Because they charted a lot on the dance charts. On dance charts. I only went Billboard Hot 100. Oh, okay. And Alphaville did much worse... But man, if Forever Young is not that song that you remember, it is one of the songs, first songs that come up in a new playlist. I, I, I don't think I've so heard this one. My seventh grade girlfriend. That reminds you of your song? Is that, that one song. of your songs? That was her song. And now it's your wife's song because you mm-hmm. gave it to It's time you both sing it. We did. Hold on. Can we can we slow dance together? Side to side? Yeah. Some are like water, some are like a heat. Some are a melody and some are the beat. <laughs> is that, is that Bob, Bobby McFerrin? Like they all... <laughs> 
<laughs> Why'd you laugh like that? <laughs> oh, wow. So I'm going Alphaville on this one, even though it breaks my logic. Oh, good. I'm glad you went Alphaville. No, I got to go Alphaville, too. You I do? got I got to. I have to go Alphaville because as much as I love Information Society, I feel like Alphaville is much because Information Society. It sounds like you really like those guys. I do. They, but I can good. never remember who sings the songs. Like the other day, I was like, what's that song? The Think About It song. And I, it's hard to look for a song called Pure Think, energy. by the way. When I was a kid, I thought uh, I thought Depeche Mode sang every 80s song. Walking away <laughs> from I thought they sing this song, walking too. Walking away from things. But yeah, I got to give it to Alphaville as well. Oh, I'm so Ooh, sorry, Information Society. That was a hard one. Let's do a begrudging high five, Joel. Oh, next match. We hope you're playing along, by the way, at home and getting mad when we don't pick what you wanted. It's going to go back to Kent's childhood when he would rip the heads off dolls and make them talk to each other with the talking heads. <laughs> and then also, some people did not have hats. So <laughs> they're going to go up against the men. Without hats. S S S S A A A A F F F F E E E E T T Y dance. Beep 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 beep. We're so good. We're amazing. You can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. Cause your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance with her, no friends of mine. I also thought it was yeah. You can leave your pants behind. I honestly thought it was you can leave your. We used to sing. You can dance. You can dance. Everybody, take off your pants. I thought it was. Is it wiggle your hands? No, everybody, everybody's taking a chance. Oh, I thought it was everybody wiggle your hands. I think I think there was a part where <laughs> everyone look at your hands. I think is what they say at one point. But anyway, it's a safety um, dance. This is a hard one for me because uh, Talking Heads they have uh, uh, burning oh, down the house. Yeah, but it's hard to sing David Burns songs. Butter, butter, burning down the house. There you go. <laughs> People on their way to work. Dun, 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 dun. But then you have. Uh, Oh, you find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. Yeah. And say, well, how did I get here? Letting the days go by. Let the water hold me down. Also, Psycho Killer. 1977. Oh, okay. Still. Oh, come on, Kent. Still. Bad form. Still. Great I had that song. marked. And these really, like these uh, talking heads helped pioneer the new wave music. They were uh, pop, punk, art rock, funk, and world music. And they also had this kind of anxious, clean cut image which really fit the mold of what they wanted New Wave to be. Yes. They did start earlier, or well, yeah, a little bit earlier, 1975, whereas uh, Men Without Hats, 1977. This is not an easy one for me, gentlemen. I feel like this one's really easy. I think Do we're you? going for a basic one-hit wonder that had... No, but then you have Pop Goes the World. Pop Goes the World did hit number 20. Johnny had guitar, Jenny paid bass. Dude. The name of the band was the human dude, race. Dude, Everybody dude. hung on. Dude, dude. Pop Goes the Super World. Super tacky versus one of the most influential bands of the New Wave movement. Yeah. I mean, they're number but 64 Kent, on you VH1's don't 100 Greatest Artists of All Time. The group's name came from when the brothers, following a self-described principle of style before comfort, refused to wear hats during Montreal's cold winters, calling themselves the Men Without Hats. No, dude. Sorry. Yeah. Four of the Talking Heads albums are like uh, four of the best critically acclaimed albums of all time. This is a Talking Heads all the way. It is. <laughs> but Trump I'm happy that you really fought is. for Men Without Hats because I thought you were, were going to fight too hard for them. No. For our next match, gentlemen, we're going to take on the Psychedelic Furs versus the Pet Shop Boys, which is interesting because pets often have fur. They do. 
What have I done? I'm, I'm glad you're finally what catching on why I put these bands together. Uh, yeah. what have uh, I no, done I'm to watching this. this. <laughs> I haven't noticed it. Um, so Psychedelic First, I'll give them some love here. Uh, love my way. Yeah. It's a new world. And they also sing Pretty, Pretty in Pink. Pink. Yeah. Which I didn't like the movie. I didn't really like the song. It's a good song. The song actually preceded the movie by years. Uh, they did have The Ghost in You in Stranger Things, which is fine. I actually think Psychedelic Furs is a really cool band. I don't really. I've never been a big fan. I'm, really? I'm going to have to get. Well, I mean, between this and Pet Shop Boys, which is one of my favorite bands. Not well, even 80s bands. Let band, me just go bands. with this. Western Girls, number one. What have I done to deserve this? Number two. Always on my mind. Number four. It's a Sin. Number nine. Opportunities. Number 10. I could keep going with their hits, honestly. West End Girls. 50 do, million do, records. Do, 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 do. That's a few. They are listed as, as the most successful duo in UK music history. But almost Guinness more Book listeners than we have. Yeah, almost. 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 50 million records worldwide for Pet Shop Boys, which is which is pretty high. Look. And they sing possibly my one of my favorite all-time favorite songs Which ever. is? Always on my mind. Okay. I love that version of it. I would say Prove this. It. Like, Prove it. <laughs> well, I was singing it? Yeah. Maybe I didn't treat you quite as good. It's not as good without Can the synthesizer behind it. Can it? you yeah. sing it like Bobby McFerrin? <laughs> Using all my own instruments as my voice? How does that work? I'll say this. We've talked a lot about how you don't really remember who sings a lot of these these songs, right? Like they all kind of mesh together. You're looking at Jacob here. Yes, I'm looking right at Jacob. Yeah. Pet, pet Shop Boys will never confuse for anyone else. Well, yeah, probably not. I wouldn't. Except for the psychedelic yeah. furs. <laughs> because the pets and fur. Yeah, with the yeah. theme, sure. But as the most successful duo in UK music history, according to the Guinness Book of World Records... I gotta give it to Neil Tennant and Chris Lowe of the Pet Shop Boys. Pet Shop Boys all the way. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this. But you have reached the end of Side 1. Please flip the tape to enjoy Side 2. People are actually going to try and flip the podcast. (laughs) We're halfway done. (laughs) Oh, let's hurry up. Well, it's more than half with the intro and stuff. But we're halfway through this list. Yeah. Next up, we're going to have The Cure versus The Spandau Ballet. Which, uh, The Cure, they have such uh, hits as Love Song, Friday I'm in Love, Pictures of You. Those are all very good. Just Like Heaven, Fascination Street. What about Saturday? Is he in love on Saturday or is it just Friday? Uh, what does he say about Saturday? Saturday always comes too late. Saturday away. Sunday always, always comes, comes too late. late. But Friday never hesitates. And then with Spandau <laughs> Ballet you get, ha, 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 I know this much is true 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 <laughs> and See, Joel, that's and, how to uh, that's how to and the best disco song of the 80s gold oh yeah gold yeah this is obviously going to uh the cure so let's just that gold song that is it's awful it yeah. really isn't that good all right the next the next matchup is the men pretending to be at work. No, no, I've read this wrong. The pretenders versus men at work. There is there go. a difference there? Yes, uh, pretenders sing back on the chain, gang. And don't get me wrong. Men at work sing. That was the saxophone part. Was that James Bond? Who can it be now? Who can it be now? And... Obviously, I, I come from, from a land down under. Women and men blunder. I have no idea what this is. <laughs> men plunder. Women grow and men plunder. They're Did you actually, hear? They're actually from Minnesota thunder? too, right? Actually, it's down under. That song uh, taught me about Vegemite. Yeah, and he just smiled and gave me a Vegemite, Vegemite sandwich. sandwich. 
which is disgusting. That is an insult. No one should ever give anyone a Vegemite sandwich. Although they say men at work uh, created worldwide interest in Australia and Australian music. Basically, it's them and Crocodile Dundee that introduced America <laughs> to Australia. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> but 30 million albums worldwide for men at work. And then you get the pretenders. Who's Chrissy that? Hind. Yeah. It's actually kind Legendary. of sad. Because two of their band members died pretty close together from yeah. drug overdoses. And it kind of, ki- well, it kind of killed the band. It legitimately killed the <laughs> band after that happened. But uh, yeah, and even my favorite Pretender song came out in 1994. I'll stand by you. I'll stand by you. Yeah, but it was, a, it was a different genre for them. I mean, they grew it up was. a little bit because they were pretty rocky and new wave uh, yeah. back in this. They in this were, time. but I'm going to have to give this to Minute Work. See, I'm glad we're disagreeing. Finally. Again. Ah. So I'm giving Pretenders because Back on the Chain Gang was number five. Don't get me wrong, number 10, Brass and Brass Pocket. Wait, sing one number, of those again. Number 14. Yeah, sing one of those again, Ken. And ba- Middle of the Road, number 19, Show Me 28, My Baby 64. I just, just seven you're singles. Just How does the Pretenders around go? numbers now. And Who Can It Be Now and Down Under did really, really well, but they only had four hits compared to seven. But, but 30, mil- those 30 million albums worldwide for Men at Work. That's big. It's much less for Pretenders. It only is like, I think one album went platinum. I, I feel like I'll lose this one, but I feel like is Pretenders have... Because you're not going to sing? You're not going to try? I'm not going to sing. Don't get him wrong. See? There you go. Yep. That's going to go to Men at Work then. Oof. All right. All right, gentlemen. We're going to move on because it's time for us to talk about... The Holy Catholic, no, just the church, just the church, not necessarily a specific church, just like we have to hurry the church. To like, <laughs> we're not sure what exactly church they're going to reference, but they're going to take on OMD. How okay. bizarre. Okay. No, it's <laughs> OMC. Orchestral maneuvers bizarre. in the dark. Yes. Now, Kent, when we talked about this, you said there, you know, you weren't going to fight too much. There was a lot of easy runs this first round. And yeah. I said, there are hills that I will die on. This is one of those hills. I will fight for OMD if oh, you're not going against you want to do this? OMC, OMC, I think. Because OMD is by far one of the most influential and classic 80s bands ever, period. Would you say if Kraftwerk were the Elvis Presley of synth pop, then Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark were its Beatles? Oh, I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> you got that quote too, huh? Yeah. No, an OMD, like, okay, so Under the Milky Way, I can't even remember how that goes right now. Can you remind me, Kent? I can't. They've really made an impression, huh? Oh, because that one, I had a hard time with that one. And I know if I heard Under the Milky Way, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that song. But Orchestra Maneuvers in the Dark, OMD. Well, too bad I can't unplug When you think Alexa. of, if you leave, don't look back, I'll be running the other way. Is that the real lyrics right yeah. there? Okay. Yeah. Just wondering. You seemed a little unsure. Oh, I love that. Well, I it doesn't seem jumped, to rhyme either. I, the, I, I didn't do the rhyming part of it. Okay. How's that that part go? If you leave, I won't cry. I won't waste one single day. But if you leave, Mm -hmm. don't look back. Okay. I'll be running the other way. That's rude. Because what yeah. I've turned around now, I, you should be there. Uh, it's pretty whiny music, though. To be no, honest with you, whiny. What are you talking that about? That song is pretty can't, whiny. We can't. We can't spend too much longer. Okay, this. you're right. You're right. The it's totally OMD. <laughs> Orchestral maneuvers in the dark. <laughs> I, I I don't know why Joel even questioned me on that. I don't know. I just want to know that. That's I. I want to stress how much I love OMD right at the beginning. Gentlemen, our next match is going to consist of Violent Femmes versus Kim Wilde, who is also a Violent Femme. Femme fatale. When I'm walking, I strap my stuff, then I'm so strung out. 
high is the car. I'll just let's move on. We got to go quick. Dun, 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 and uh, dun, dun, dun. Kim Wilde. I'm going to go that way. We're kids in America. Which I prefer the set me free. Why don't you, babe? Get out my life. Why don't you, babe? Because you don't really love me. You just keep, keep me hanging, hanging on. on. Oh, look, That's a better song for sure. I'm sorry. Violent Femmes, they they crossed over in the, into the 90s, became huge. But if we're talking new wave, it's Kim Wilde's all the way. Well, and also, I don't feel like... When I was thinking of all new wave bands, I didn't really think of Violent Femmes as a new wave band. Right. Violent Femmes really is kind of a one-hit wonder to me. So, yeah. Kim Wilde. Uh, well, gone, Daddy, Gone, Add It Off, eh, like Add It Off, Kiss Off. No. They really didn't have much success here. Dude, those songs lasted Which, at least by the way, 15 years. Violent Femmes, once again, I thought they were British. They're totally from Wisconsin. Yeah. What the heck? Wisconsin again? Or was, was Minnesota last It was time? Minnesota before. But I've just never been a big fan of... Uh, no, they're actually called one of the most successful alternative rock bands of the 1980s. And remember, alternative was synth pop. It was new wave at that time. But these guys don't really strike me as synth pop. Yeah, but I honestly think... I mean, look, I'm not voting for them, so I shouldn't even waste time on them. But I think their okay, we're songs on. lasted for decades. Next up, the match of the century. The band that you know as only people that go around in fancy cars with flashing lights above them. The police. It's going to do this every time. <laughs> the bobbies. Versus. Oh, yeah. I need a British word for police. Is that it? Bobbies? Yeah. Yeah. The bobbies. I don't think I've heard that. Okay. Yeah. All follow, right. follow my lead. I'm, gonna, I'm giving up. <laughs> I'm giving Versus the human lead. <laughs> I was working as a waitress in a cocktail, cocktail bar. bar. I'm voting human that league. Human league all true. the way. I'm voting what for them. They sing it, don't I sing it wrong. you want me, baby? Don't you want me? Oh. It's oh. a good song. They and also... Then, um, they sing uh, the Fascination. Anyway? Yeah, and Man. Fascination. Dun, 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 dun. And then Human was a new... Uh, and, uh, yeah, number one hit. We're only human. Or are we dancer? <laughs> That's exactly right. But then you get the police. Yeah. Don't stand. Don't stand so. Don't stand so close to me. Really big in the 70s, You're gonna though. you going to do Roxanne for us? Roxanne! That's actually 70s. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they hit it pretty big in the 70s. They hit it pretty big in the 70s, but they're uh, that's the weird thing about them, by the way. So they had three albums in the 80s, and they had only, like it was in this very short time Yeah, period. they went to 86, and then and they broke up. 83. Oh. 83 was their last studio album. Well, no, they broke up, but the last studio yeah. album was 83 with Synchronicity. But their biggest hits came in those last couple in the 80s. They had Roxanne just before. Yeah. Fine. But then you get every little thing she does, magic, every breath you take, King of Pain, these iconic 80s songs. They're considered one of the first new wave groups to achieve mainstream success. Look, but they hated each other. Yeah, they did. I don't really consider them new wave, but man, you can't ignore them and they have to win this one. Agreed. What do you consider them? Honestly, a little more rock, a little more rock. I can see that. But we agree. High five. Next match is wham! Exclamation point versus... The naked eyes. You gotta see. You gotta jitterbug. You gotta stop singing the wrong song. You singing the song of the band that we talked about before. I couldn't like, stop. I, I can't help but sing Wham, Joel. I can't I help the it. Boom, boom into my heart. That's Wham. And then you get things like, well, of course. And I'm never gonna dance again. Oh man, guilty feet have got no rhythm. But Joel, favorite song ever. But there's always something there to remind me. Dun, 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 so dun, good. Dun. That's so good. And then they have that. Promises, promises. Promises, promises. 
Why do I believe? Something interesting about Naked Eyes, it feels like people didn't really believe they played their own songs because no, they what? never toured. Yeah, they never toured. The they could not get this they could not recreate the same sound on stage that they created in the studio with all their layering they, and synth. They, they claimed doing. that the 1980s technology was not advanced enough to reproduce their multi-layered sound in concert. And people are like, huh, sounds a bit fishy. So <laughs> they're kind of like Millie Vanilli, maybe. Could be. But of course, I'm going to give this one to Wham because, man, George Michael and whatever his name was, they were great. Andrew Ridgely. <laughs> and name. they were known as Wham UK in the US, but then they just went as Wham. Yeah, because they had some almost You're going issues. Wham too? Oh, it's Wham. Yeah. Bam. Thank you, ma'am. Raging out of the sky, we have Falcon. Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus. Versus... The Midnight Oil. How can we dance when our earth is turning? I don't know the words. And how do we sleep while our beds are burning? The time has come to To pay the rent. What? (laughs) Pay the rent eventually, right? pay the rent. Yeah, they do say that. To pay our share. (laughs) But isn't that song so weird? I mean, his voice is just crazy. I'm having trouble trying to sleep. I actually have Beds Are Burning. That was my alarm clock. Like, that was the song that woke me up for my high school years, maybe. Because it starts off with bam, bam, bam. It's funny you say Green Day, Joel, because Green Day was one of the bands that say they were influenced by Midnight Oil, along with Pearl Jam, Garbage, Cranberries, Crowded House, Living and R.E.M. They do have a lot of influence, and they're Australian, too, so I knew you were going to talk about this. A little bit. Uh, they're also very a lot political. Of a lot of their songs are political. Like They have songs uh, called like U.S. Forces. Beds Are Burning is all about the, the mistreatment of Aborigines. Yes. Um, Dead Heart, Power and the Passion. In fact, the lead singer, he actually went on to become a political act- activist after they broke up. He did. But then you get Falco, and Falco... I'm actually a big Falco fan. He did outsell Midnight Oil. Midnight Oil had about 12 million albums worldwide. Falco has about 20 million albums worldwide and 40 million singles. Uh, I dispute that because it says, this is the only one on Wikipedia, it says, according to his estate, he sold 20 million albums. I think they went a little big on this one. No, they I think did they not. embellished it. According to his estate... He is the best-selling Austrian singer of all time. So he sold like three million, maybe. No, and also, he that's not his only song. He has uh, De Commissar. Which, don't turn around, uh uh-oh. Now, granted, it wasn't his version that made it big. It was actually another band called, oh, what was their name? After the Fire, I think it was. Yeah, because he sang it in German. Uh, But then they have Vienna Calling, which I also really like. Um, Hello, Vienna Calling. London Calling. uh Uh-oh, Vienna Calling. Yeah, nobody Uh, knows that. I don't know what's going on, yeah. No, but Falco was, I mean, he sang in German in most of his songs, but he is actually really talented, and he's one of the few... Foreign artist to get a number one hit in the United States. All right, what are you voting for? He's the only artist whose principal language was German to score a vocal number one in the number one hit in the United States. So, Joel, who's your vote? Falco. Oh, okay, I'm going Midnight Oil because I'm going cultural relevance. They're and basically influence. a one-hit wonder. Sing one other song by Midnight. The Oil. Dead Heart. Sing it. Number. It's a hit number fifty-three. Sing it. <laughs> I don't know it. But Sing it. The only one people know is Twelve million albums Burning. worldwide. Twenty million albums worldwide. It, they say. They All right, say. Joel. Sing Falco again. Uh, rock me. Uh, Amadeus, Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus. But if we're going influence, who is influenced by Falco? Oh, 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 Amadeus. Nobody. No, it's your turn to sing, Kent. Oh. The time has come. <laughs> 
to pay the rent. So Midnight Oil, number though, one. Look at the influence. Rock Me Amadeus is the number mm. one of the Billboard charts in nineteen. Almost everyone we mentioned on Where our, did in Midnight our 90s Oil bracket. Chart? Pearl Jam, our winner of our nineties. Where bracket. did Midnight Oil chart? Number seventeen with Beds Are Burning. Number one with Rock Me Amadeus. I'm sorry. Look, I'm going with there's tech, and then there's actual talent. There's new and wave. Midnight, and there's the Austrian rapper, political rock. The Austrian rapper versus political Australian rock. Oh, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> Austrian rapper. That, no, yeah, that he hit uh, Falco, a ger- uh, an Austrian white guy, hit peaked at number eighteen on the top R and B hip hop albums. Who did your guy influence though? David Everyone. Hasselhoff, maybe. Everyone. Mine was REM. Everyone was influenced by Falco. Pearl Jam, Green Day. Don't speak ill of the dead, Kent. Cranberries. They probably loved Falco. <laughs> Jake, you're going to have to decide on this one. Uh, okay, we're... Midnight Oil or Falco. We're going to go Falco on this one. Yes! That's really disappointing. All right, next up, we're going to have more alliterations of artist names. First, Adam Ant. Second, Duran Duran. They will now fight to the death in a cage match. And this is actually, it's harder than it seems because Adamant was really big in the UK. Yeah. But Duran Duran outsold him by so much. And this isn't just Adamant. This is Adamant and Adam and the Ants. Yes. Because he was. You could just be making up things right now. Well, Adam and the Ants was a band starring Adamant as kind of the Duran Duran must have like sold them like times 10. Which, by the way, his real name oh, is way, Stuart way than- Leslie Goddard. So, so tell the story about Adam and the Ants, because it's crazy. No, that's the that's the, the thing. That I, one of the most fascinating stories, actually, I learned during my research was the Adam, Adam and the Ants story. So <laughs> Adam and the Ants, Adam Ant is kind of leading this band. And he's like, yeah, we're going to have all these hits. They had yeah. a couple big hits. And then they approached this producer, was yeah, it? Yeah, so he went, to the produ- he went to the manager of the Sex Pistols. His name is Malcolm McLaren. And he said, hey, come manage our band, because you're, you're, you're spicy. You're yeah. provocative. Come manage you're our gonna band. You're going to help take us to the next level. So this guy, do you know what he did? He said, hey, Adam, nice to meet you. Um, I'm going to need the three guys that are playing with you to come with me and you stay here. So he took the what? three he other took, bandmates. He took the ants away from Adam Ant and, and started, gave them a new lead started singer. Bow Wow Wow. Started a whole new band with all his. He Basically, there was a mutiny. They, they went wow. against Adam Ant and said, we're starting our own band. Yeah. <laughs> but Isn't Adam that crazy? Ant, and then they made Bow Wow Wow. So. Yeah. No, and they, they're on a bracket. They're on a bracket. Yeah. But Adam Ant, he sings uh, Goody Two, Goody Two, Goody yeah. Goody Two Shoes, Goody Two. Kind of like Rockabilly a little bit. Goody Two Shoes, which I like that song. Yeah. And then you get Duran Duran. Can I just. Do I need to list off names of bands? No, you just sing a couple. Yeah. So. Her name is Rio. Yeah. So the, good. Keep going. So the reflex. Oh, man. Of you Why to a kill. I got to lose it. Try. Oh, I messed it up. Sorry. I'm not very good. Close mate. enough. Hungry like the wolf. And I'm hungry like the wolf. I mean, look, we could, we could just go on. They also did a Bond song of You to a Kill. Yeah. Also number one hit. And they sold over 100 million records worldwide, which, as I mentioned, that's the high end. That's as high as we Awarded get. a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. Not many people get that. Who was the other one that got... Was Depeche Mode was the other one that got 100 million. Yes. These two. And yeah, also part of the new romantic scene. And along with Spando Ballet, but you know, obviously these this band killed him. It's Duran Duran. It's Duran Duran. Easily. All right. I'm voting Adam Ant because that story's so sad. Yeah, you feel bad for him, right? You do feel a little bad for him, but apparently he's kind of a jerk. It is now time for us to experience the new order in a head-to-head combat versus Yas. So this one is hard for me. And it's only hard it's, because it's actually a really tough one. This, this is a difficult one for me because both of these bands really do scream 80s to me. Uh, New Order, they got that uh, Blue Monday. How does it feel? 
Covers to better. treat me like you do. I actually really do like the cover. And then you get True Faith. I used to think that the day would never. Their biggest come. hit, actually. Yeah, that was one of their best ones. And New Order actually came about. We're gonna get. To, we're gonna talk about Joy Division later on. But Joy Division, once their uh, lead singer, I believe it was, um, died, they became New Order. They yeah. started a new band and became New Order. And they and you do, have Yaz or Yazoo. Yeah, and yeah, they're called Yazoo. Yeah. But then they couldn't be called Yazoo in America because of Yazoo Records, so they shortened their name to Yaz. But actually, Vince Clark from Depeche Mode, who was the primary singer song or primary songwriter for Depeche Mode's first couple albums, he wrote such hits as "Just Can't Get Enough." He moved to Yaz. That became Yaz or Yazoo. What yes. a traitor! And they sing uh, they "Only You." Do do do. Yeah, but then it's like oh, I can't do the. Don't you know? I never gonna let you go. Don't go. What's the? Oh yeah, situation. Situation. Move out. Don't mess around. Move out. I'll bring me down. These bands cross over so much. So yeah, Vince Clark from Depeche Mode. He left this band 1983. Oh, we'll get there. And formed another band that's on our bracket. Uh, probably my favorite band on the bracket. Oh, really? You're playing it right there, huh? I'll say that. So it's not gonna mean they're gonna win. I've had favorites before that have lost. And it's funny because Situation actually was only a B-side in the UK, like didn't do well at all. But that is like that is the song they were known for here. Yeah. And Yaz, they were kind of this like experimental, hey, we're just going to try this for a couple albums band. And um, Alison Moyet, she wanted to keep going. She's kind of the vocal, which I always thought Yaz was sung by a guy uh, when I was a kid. And it wasn't yeah. until later that I was like, oh, it's a girl singing that. She's got a really low voice. Right. But uh, and Yaz had a couple of those really good songs. But I've got to give it to New New Order. I think Bizarre Love Triangle alone is very, very, very new wave, very, very 80s. Did you sing that one? That's the one. Every, Every time yeah, okay. I sing. Um, also, Blue Monday was the best-selling 12-inch single of all time. Mm-hmm. And, and New Order strived for a non-image. They had very plain covers. They didn't do a lot of uh, interviews and didn't do a lot of... When they did a concert, they would do no encores. They'd do their set, they'd be done. Like they'd kind of That's for the best. Bad. But Yaz, I really, I enjoy Yaz. I think they're good, but I've got to give it to New Order. Yeah. Especially New because Order. Yaz, uh, they broke up in 1983. Yeah, they're 81 to 83. Yeah. And then 2008, they had a reunion, apparently. For the next matchup, we're going to have two men with very ordinary names fight to the death. Firstly, Howard Jones taking on Coy Hart. So Howard Jones, you get... Uh, Oh, so many hits. I can't so many hits. Um, I like to get to know you well. I like to get to know you well. I like to get Very to clever. know you well. We can be one. We can be one together. Then you have Corey Hart, which is, I wear my sunglasses at night so I can, so I can. And then no one knows the next words. See the light the that comes through sunglasses at night. <laughs> but <laughs> Probably then, right. Well, you're thinking he's a one-hit wonder, but then you have that uh, Never Surrender. Which, which is, was actually a bigger hit. It was. But and it was not a, little, a new wave hit. It's much more adult contemporary. It is. In fact, Corey Hart is more of an uh, adult contemporary artist. Hashtag blame Chunga. No, actually, he fought against this one. Yes. This is the one we added to the list, Joel. Wait, no. We truly did. Why do we put him on there? I don't know. I was going to say, this doesn't seem new wave at all. Yeah. Even well, Sunglasses uh, sun, at Sunglasses is, is new wave. It's got that is synthesizer it? kind of thing to going on to he it. He actually okay. had a few hits. There was Never Surrender number three, Sunglasses at Night, It Ain't Enough, and I Am By Your Side. Yeah. But you get Howard Jones, and that guy just has hits just pouring out of him. And I've seen him in concert. He's, he's good. You've lines. seen him in concert? Yeah. 
Oh, I'm went, super jealous. It was that X96 bash. It was the six. first X96 bash. So can I be honest here? Sure. Howard Jones is a name that I probably couldn't have picked out of anywhere. Really? And then as I was doing the research, I listened to every one of his songs and I was like, wow, I know all of these songs and I love them. Yeah. And he prove it. <laughs> no, so that, that was the funny thing about X96 <laughs> bash is the X96 bash I went to. It was like Bush and Everclear. Right. And uh, Gwen Mars and Moonpool and Caterpillars and Cake, like all these alternative bands. And, and then, then right, near the end, right, right before Bush. It was Howard Jones, and he's up there with his piano, wow, and he's this older man. It was it was great, right, though. Stephen Thomas Erlewine of All Music says, Howard Jones was one of the defining figures of mid-80s synth pop. Like, I do want to give some love to Corey Hart, because he's an inductee of Canada's Walk of Fame. <laughs> Canada's Walk of Fame? Yeah, he's, he's Canadian. I, I thought you were going to give him love, because he got his uh, his first singing experience by singing Ben. Is that like having your name on the sidewalk yeah. in Kansas or something? <laughs> Oh, poor Canada. He sang Ben, Ken, your favorite guilty pleasure song. The two of us need look no more. And when are you singing Corey Jones? Hart was uh, actually briefly considered for the role of Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Really? Ooh, Along with Spielberg. everybody else, apparently. Well, Steven Spielberg sent him a script, and Corey Hart was flattered and said, I just want to stick to music. And he sold 16 million records worldwide. That's Which pretty great. is nothing to shake a stick at. But then you get Howard Jones... Don't back up, bend your flame, see the sights, throw off your mental train. Everlasting love. Everlasting love. Oh, I love that one. Is this an everlasting love? I need a friend and a love undivided. That's when I let Joel sing the words because I don't know them. Wait for it. Wait for it. Give it some time. So what are your votes here? Good. I mean, I wonder. Howard Jones. Gentlemen, next up, we have the most extraordinary matchup of the night. The Go-Go's versus The Specials. So the, so the Specials, <laughs> they're kind of like the alarm. Many people may not know them. Is this a euphemism, The Specials? But they had Ghost Town, which is their biggest hit. No, and the only reason I know is... Down, it's coming like, like a ghost, ghost town. town. Yeah. Uh, which the only reason I know that song is because Shaun of the Dead. That song is oh, really? stupid. Yeah. It's actually, it's a great driving song. I like it. Really? It, yeah. It, oh, man. Specials, I mean, me. they had they had a lot of, you know, reggae and kind of ska, rock steady punk beat going yes. on. But I really, I didn't know a lot of their songs. I kind of listened to them and I'm like, I don't know that one. And so I don't think there was. It's a cool sound, but not as new wavy. No, definitely not. Because, in fact, they probably they get, retaliate they get against the go-go's. That. And it's like, we, we got, got the beat. beat. We got oh. the beat. We got the beat. You got those words, right? Yeah. yeah we, we got, got the, the beat. Can't <laughs> <laughs> mess that up. Uh, our Va- lips are sealed. I love vacation, that Vacation, head over heels. Yeah, so many good songs by the Go-Go's. And they actually got a lot of attention for being an all-female band that both wrote their own songs and played their own instruments. And you get people like Belinda Carlisle, who went on to have a very successful career. Yeah, she did. But then also you get Jane uh, Wydlin. Mm-hmm. She was on guitars and vocals. She was Joan of Arc in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and the singing telegram girl from Clue. What? Really? Yeah. How cool Go-Go's. is that? I know. I was very impressed with that. Bet it's got to go with the Go-Go's. The Go-Go's it is. Definitely the Go-Go's. Go-Go away, the specials. <laughs> Next up, gentlemen, the time is for Roxy Music to take on the Bengals. Good no, luck, Roxy. Yeah. Roxy Music, can't watch some of their songs. Over You. Over You. That's not, that's Yes. That's only you from Yes. <laughs> so the Roxy Music. I said hello, you fool. I love nope, you. No, that's, that's Roxette. <laughs> <clears throat> 
Why do we have Roxette on here? I love Roxette. They're more uh, early 90s. Roxy. That's Isn't that true. like a Quicksilver? No, Roxy no. Music. No, Roxy Music was actually, and this is the reason I'm going to vote against them, because they were mostly a 70s band. They were formed in 1976. Not because or, we can't sing a single song from them? This is their timeline. 1971 to 1976, then 1978 to 1983. Then 2001 to 2011. So you yes. keep having these breaks. And a lot of them, a lot of people say they pioneers or they kind of fine tune glam rock for people. Right. Which is and very 80s. Yeah, it is very 80s. And they have some punk music in there, some new wave. But and then they all broke up in 1983 to go pursue solo careers. And then, of course, you, you've all heard of Brian Ferry and Andy McKay and Phil Manzanera and Paul Thompson. Oh, right? Paul Thompson. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh yeah. I do love Paul Thompson. Yeah. He's no. in one direction now. They weren't very good as a whole. They're not very good at separate parts. And I'm they're against who? It's just another manic Monday. Oh, oh. I wish it were Sunday. Oh, oh. Cause Should that's keep going? a special day. It's the day you get ready for Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, Walk like an Egyptian. Yes. And no, it, no one's ever heard that one. Eternal Flame. I love that. Is so, this burning? Fun fact about these guys, and and I will these say gals. that I've, yeah, these gals. And I will say I have seen this episode in February of 2001. The first season of Gilmore Girls actually had an episode where <coughs> Lorelai and Rory and her friends, they, so went to a, up. they went to a Bengals concert. I'm so happy you brought this episode. That's very Gilmore and, Girls. And Paris, who is a very, it's just this big brat. So Rory took her. Oh my gosh, why am I talking about wow. Gilmore Girls? Wow, can you hear yourself right great. now? And Paris said, <laughs> she because she, she didn't want to go. She this really likes band. And she tells Rory that the concert was the best night of her life. I've seen Bengals. this. I've actually seen this episode. <laughs> and looking this up, I'm like, I'm kind of happy I've seen that episode. Yeah. By the I'll way, never mention the show again. Um, Eternal Flame. Uh, they wrote that after Graceland because they actually yeah. went to go see the Eternal Flame at, Elv- at at Graceland, Elvis Presley's grave, and it was out. Uh, the rain had knocked it out. And they're <laughs> like, "What's that?" And they're like, "It's the Eternal Flame." And they're like, "Let's write a song." Uh, Manic Monday was actually given to them by Prince. Prince. Yeah, he gave it to him. But yes, definitely, this one's got to go to the Bengals. Bengals for sure. Next up, gentlemen, we're going to have the Cultural Club, and they're going to be taking on this round, Joy Division. So Joy Division is another one of these bands that is very punk ska influenced, and these guys are definitely punk influenced. In fact, they only went from 76 to 1980, but I I think the reason we have them on here is because they actually actually hit big in 1980 when bad things happen, when tragedy it's happened. It's very sad. Yeah. The, the lead singer, uh, Ian Curtis, he suffered from depression, a failing marriage, and epilepsy. And he would have seizures on stage and became very depressed about it and ended, yeah. up, ended up killing himself. And it wasn't until two months after he died, that they hit it with their biggest hit, Love Will Tear Us Apart, which is love, love will tear us apart again. And it's it's a cool song. But then these guys went on, the rest of the band went on to do mm-hmm. New Order and yes, got which a lot was of success. A better band. But isn't that so sad? I mean, it's this is one of those guys, sad. it's this dying too young story where everyone loves Joy Division because basically of the story. And then on the other hand, you have Culture Club with Boy George, who is, yeah. holy cow, when you think of 80s, you think of like Cyndi Lauper and Boy George. Yeah. That's kind of the two big icons there, which by the way, uh, not Pete Best, Pete Burns from Dead or Alive, who we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. He says that George, uh, that boy George ripped off his look of uh, like the makeup and the braids and the big hats and the colorful costumes <laughs> to which George, uh, boy George said, it's not who did it first. It's who did it better. Yes. So he, <laughs> he just totally admitted it. Oh yeah. But, uh, so culture club, you get things like, Jake, could you sing? Do you really want to hurt me? Maybe. Can you sing <laughs> it for us? 
Man, that's like all falsetto. Do you really want to hurt me? <laughs> that's all I need. Do needed. you really want to make, make me, me cry? Boom, 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 boom. This is a culture club, by the way. It is. Uh, Joy Division, love ya. Cool you band, do. but it's definitely culture club. Yes. Next matchup, we're going to take on, we're going to have the cause take on the unforgettable, unstoppable, super memorable, bow, wow, wow. Actually, very memorable because they have, I want candy. Also, do you want to hold me? Yeah, do you want to hold me is fine. And remember, this is the one where they all left Adamant to go create this band. And we've talked about them finding a new lead singer. This lead singer name is Annabelle Lewin. 13-year-old dry cleaner worker, 13 years old, became a rock star. How did that even happen? Malcolm McLaren found her. Yeah, and said, hey, you're going to sing with us. Huh. Because he just had this knack for finding the right kind of people. Or stealing other people. Or stealing. Yeah, stealing. <laughs> Stealing's probably but better really, term for like, it. But really, I Want Candy really is pretty much it. But then you get the cars and you get things like... Shake it up. Yeah, they have lots of stuff. Ooh, ooh, shake it up. You might think it's foolish. And bands that have covered the cars. I mean, I mean, all all of these bands we've mentioned have been covered, but like Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins, yeah. Ziggy Marley, Poison, Deftone, Scorpions. So you guys yeah. are going cars? Yeah, because the only thing really interesting about Bow Wow is the, is the formation of the band. After that, meh. Do cars have a lot of 70s hits? They had a couple 70s hits. Um I can't remember off the top of my head. I had you cut one from the playlist, but mm-hmm. which, yeah, Kent created a playlist, by the way, if you're still listening to the show, <laughs> <laughs> but Kent created a playlist uh, with all these new wave hits. You can find it at baconcell.com. No, and we'll share it on Facebook. You as can well. find it on Facebook. Gentlemen, two more matches ahead. First, dead or alive. You spin me right round, baby, right round like a record, baby. Versus Big Audio Dynamite. The rush for a change. The rush for a change. I wonder who's going to win this round. <laughs> well, because uh, people are like, well, they're one hit wonder, dead or alive. And I'm like, no, but I love Brand New Lover. Brand new I lover. may like that more than you. Uh, that's hard. What I really need to do is find myself a brand new lover. Which, if you don't know Dead or Alive... Hashtag Ken's Life Story. Their, their, their music videos are <laughs> definitely very, no, no. very 80s. Kent Friday Night. But they, Dead or Alive has sold over 30 million albums, which is more than I thought they did, honestly. And Pete Burns, um, he he passed away in 2016. Yeah. So I may speak... This may be speaking ill of the dead. But Pete Burns is an example of irresponsible plastic surgery. How dare yeah. you, sir? If you look at... He's if dead. You, if you just Google... Just go right now, Google... Pete Burns, Dead or Alive. Well, that sounds weird, but yeah. the band's called Dead or Alive. But Pete, Burn, Pete Burns Plastic Surgery or Pete Burns Celebrity. And you'll see that he turned himself into kind of this, I, I feel bad saying it, but puffy cat monster. Can yeah. I say that? And actually, so I want to talk a little bit about Big Audio Dynamite or BAD, mm-hmm. as they're also known. Uh, actually, there's like a rock legend there. So Mick Jones from The Clash came over to Big Audio Dynamite. And actually kind of, they, he made Big Audio Dynamite Part 2. And then just big audio. And now Mick Jones, he tours as part of the Gorillas. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. It's cool. Like, like I, 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 I like the longevity. To there. BD, to the Gorillas. I looked up Pete Burns. This is horrifying. It is horrifying. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. That's crazy. Show him the picture. Show, show Kent the picture. All right. Hold on. Oh. Mm. Is that Cher? <laughs> <laughs> is that real? That's real. Oh That's my real. Gosh. It, I, I bet he wishes he could turn back time. Someone's looking this up now, and you should be because this is. 
astonishing. So look, this one is not super interesting, but I do have to give it to the one that I feel is more new wavy, and I feel that's dead or alive. As do I. All right. All right, finally, we have the last match of the night. And then we're going to conclude this episode of Bacon Sale. Yes. We have, oh, this is a long time coming, gentlemen. The Fix. Uh, One thing leads to another. Do what you want. Say Say what what you you mean. There you go. One thing leads to another. Versus. Erasure. That you give me no, that you give me no, that you give me no, that you give me no sorrow. I hear you calling. Oh, baby, please. (laughs) (laughs) Well well done. Well done. I am no Andy Bell. Matching that falsetto. That was Um, pretty great. Full disclosure Erasure is one of my favorite all time bands. Is this the one you were talking about? This is the one I was talking about because Vince Clark. After he left Depeche Mode as a great singer-songwriter yeah. and went to Yaz to be a great singer-songwriter, then he went to Erasure, and that's where he's been ever since. And it's uh, Vince Clark and Andy Bell, the duo. Right. And they have sold over 25 million albums worldwide and have uh, 24 consecutive top 40 hits in the UK, where they only have three in the How US. How strange that they didn't really hit it here. I know, but I, I don't know. I, it's, it's funny because they're a soundtrack to every done road trip. Seriously. I, well, it, uh, like the like Innocence all of our was too. our tape. Yeah. And I, I love their newer stuff, too, like the stuff they did in the 90s. I was a fan of that as well. They've kind of lost it since then. They have done great since then. Right. But, man, the 80s and the music, voices sound you bad. get uh, a little respect. Uh, of course, we just sang uh, Chains of Love, Ola Moore, Sometimes Victim of Love, Ship of Fools. Yeah. All these songs I, I know by heart, and I just really enjoy them. And I, I really enjoy Erasure. So, of course, I'm going to give it to them. But a little love to The Fix. Yeah, no, The Fix is great. They, they've got some. That one thing leads to another is a good song. I don't really know many of their other ones. They actually had more US hits than Erasure. Did they? Yeah. They One didn't thing sell as many another, albums. Are We Ourselves was number 15, Secret Separation number 19, Saved by Zero number 20, Sign of Fire number 32. That's a lot of hits here. Yeah, but they had nowhere near the amount of, rec- of album sales as no. Erasure. And actually, it's kind of funny. Their the original name was The Fix with one, ac- with one X, but then with a potential drug user. I was just going to say, is this about drugs? Yeah. yeah the MCA <laughs> uh, insisted they change their name to be Fix with two X's because that's totally different. <laughs> yes. So of course I'm giving this to Razor. They're my favorite band. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to vote. You know, completely with my heart as we go down you, the road. Are you playing your hand though can, with can, the we're Razor? Going, we're going fix, right? Yeah, we're going fix. Yeah, yeah. Would I you would, kill us? I would stab both of you. <laughs> right would you now. kill us? I would. But also, I know Kent. I know you like a Razor. I love a Razor. So there's no way that's going to go <laughs> that way. Are you voting Razor too, Jacob? <laughs> yeah. One proud high five. We're ending on a sweep, a three way sweep. Finger boops. Finger boops. Yep. Boop. Jake, Jacob. Give us a boop. Jacob, <laughs> wiggle here. your finger. That doesn't make it more enticing. Oh, gosh. Stop Hello. wiggling. Hello. Finger boop. <laughs> finger boop. Do it. Do it. Boop. Okay. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we know that was fast. We know we jumped through a lot of those. We know we jumped through very quickly, but we had a lot of material to get through to cut these down in half. And the next time we do this, we do the next part of the bracket. Every we will finish it up. single bracket. And we will declare a winner of the 80s New Wave bracket in the next time we do this. Gonna be so cool, oh, and we hope Ooh. you've enjoyed this. Uh, thank you for listening. We really do appreciate we it. We do. 
genuinely appreciate you listening to <laughs> We appreciate Jacob's accent as His well. South African accent. <laughs> let us know. Uh, by the way, get, a, get on Facebook, get on Twitter, get on Instagram. Let us know what you thought of our picks. Let us know where you agreed, where you disagreed. Let us know about your feelings towards 80s New Wave music. Let us know if we introduced you to any new bands or reminded you of any childhood memories. Seriously, download or just jump onto the playlist and just listen because it's so much fun. Yes, what Kent did was he took uh, two hits from each band yep. on the playlist and put them in there. So you can listen to hits from all these people and remember some of them and not remember others. And, but find new bands as well. Yeah, it's a great way to find new bands too. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me find me performing with Quickwits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Foring Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page, or you can also listen for me, but you can go to bakersell.com and download this bracket and circulate it among all your coworkers and friends. Woot. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can find me one. on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. You can also find me nowhere else because that's the only place that I go. Unless you stalk me for real in life, like at my house, like Joel does, like Joel frequently does. Also find Bacon Sale on Twitter and look forward next time to my Spanish accent. (laughs) Surfboard Stevens. Branches coming out of his chest. My pants smell like fruit. Cease this nonsense. Immediately. We don't go to 10 in this household. This is the way it's gonna be, Jacob! Being in a Burger King commercial is a darn good legacy. Is there, have you not played it in Just Dance? How do you end up with the last name Harry? <clears throat> Your parents have it? <laughs> I think that's literally what happens. <laughs> from my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intentions? Weird, Weird science. science. A lot of T's there. T's. No, kid. <laughs> If what? you wouldn't have giggled as you said it, it wouldn't have been so. <laughs> this is a giggle. I can't help it. He's giggled. Can I Stop can't. giggling, Ken. We dreams are made of this. That's very creepy. I just learned something today. Hey. She drives me crazy. <laughs> That's the bad guy from Highlander. Spandex is very romantic, me. though. Yes. Right. What? Is that why you're always asking me to wear that? That's why I'm wearing a leotard right now. Which is disgusting. That is an insult. No one should ever give anyone a Vegemite sandwich. Who can it be now? <laughs> Who can it be knocking up my door? I'm Sebastian the Crab. I can't help but sing Wham, Joel. Should we That's keep going? a special day. It's the day you get ready for Sunday. <laughs> Summer like water, summer like a heat. Some are a melody and some are the beat. Is that Bob, Bobby McFerrin? Like <laughs> 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 Why'd you laugh like that? <laughs> Wrap it up with the last one, Jacob. Do you really want to hurt?